turn your Bibles with me to the book of 1 Corinthians. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. You know, as we step into the first few days of the new year, um, it's important that we understand that we're not alone. Uh, it's important to understand that we are in covenant with Almighty God. Uh, we're we're going to receive communion together, uh, and that is our way of dedicating this year to the Lord um, and, and submitting to Him. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, um, verse 23, uh, Paul the Apostle said, I have received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you, do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do you as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. You know, it's important to understand that we are in covenant with Almighty God. And the Bible says, I will not break my covenant nor alter the words that come out of my lips. We serve a covenant-keeping God. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy will always come in the morning because God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he will do it. And if he spoke it, he will bring it to pass. But the Bible says it's important that we don't cast away our confidence because that confidence has great promise of reward. But the Bible says that we need to be consistent. That after we have done the will of God, we will experience and apprehend that which he has promised us. So as we walk in this new year, it's important to understand that your success is guaranteed. It is important to understand that your progress is guaranteed. One of the reasons why a child of God should never be afraid of the future is because God is in the future. Whenever you have fear about anything, you never see God in that picture. It's always you not being able to deal with some unforeseen circumstance. But the reason why a child of God should never be afraid, it does not matter what the economy does. It does not matter who is in power. It does not matter what the physical situation around you is. Um, God is in the future. And he said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. So as we break bread together this morning, you know, the power of communion is not in the elements. It is just bread and, and wine. And we're going to be, well, not wine, actually. We're going to be distributing the elements in a minute. The power of communion is in that statement that Jesus made, 
do this in remembrance of me. It is using those elements as a point of contact to remember certain things and allow the things you remember to be etched in your heart. He says, my body was broken for your benefit. Jesus actually came to earth. How many of you know he did that? God left heaven and stepped into the physical world and limited himself to attributes that pertain to humanity and went through life demonstrating what we're meant to be and went to the cross to die for us. At some point in time, Christ actually came and his coming was recorded. He actually went to the cross and allowed his body to be broken for us. So when we break the bread, he says, remember this. Remember that I came. Remember that there are benefits that are yours as a result of my coming and appropriate those benefits to yourself and don't back down on those benefits because it took me coming to earth and going to the cross and dying for you for those benefits to be made available to you. You know, one of the attributes of a Christian is this. Christians don't back down. On the word of God. I'll say that again. Christians do not what? They don't back down on the word of God. We are dogged on the word of God. In fact, you know, one of my favorite sayings is that faith and recklessness look exactly the same on the outside. If you see somebody walking by faith, on the outside he looks like somebody who is reckless. We see Peter holding on to a boat and climbing out of the boat into the Sea of Galilee where the waves were going up and down. That, that doesn't look, that looks reckless to me. We see Moses standing before Pharaoh who had uh, oppressed his people for 400 years. We see Pharaoh standing in front of Pharaoh, the greatest king on earth at the time, um, saying, let the people of God go. And all, all, all Moses had was um, a rod and no visible army. That that's, uh, that's looks like recklessness to me. We see Gideon, who was an unknown person. An unknown person um, standing in a, in a wine press threshing wheat, and then after a while, after a few days of doing that because he was afraid, suddenly he's standing out facing an army of thousands and thousands with just 300 people and they're all screaming the sword of the Lord and the sword of Gideon. That, that looks like recklessness to me. Yeah, he didn't have his smart goals in place. So faith and recklessness look exactly the same if you were to take a photo. I mean, if you were like... Um, um, Sarah, and you are taking a photo of faith and a photo of recklessness and you compare the photographs, they will look what? Exactly the same. But then when you take an x-ray, if you're a doctor and you could take that through the x-ray and you look within their hearts, you'll see they're totally different. Because the man or the woman that is walking by faith is walking based on the substance and the irrefutable evidence of the word of God. Meanwhile, the guy who is reckless is looking at himself. 
and calculating, you know, the upthrust of uh, the water uh, and his weight. Maybe he'll go and lose some weight and see if, you know. On the inside, the person that is walking by faith is basing their actions on the revealed word of God. And a child of God, the Bible says, the just shall do what? They shall live by faith. So children of God do not back down. We don't back down. It does not matter what time of the day it is. What God has said will come to pass. Lester Sumrall, one of the greatest men I've ever known. Great man of God. Lester took this to the nth degree and he will not reverse for anything. In fact, when he was being driven, his drivers were not allowed to reverse the car. So if he missed his turn, he will go around the block to come back to that point. His house had a door, his garage had two doors, an entrance door and an exit door. So whenever he parked his car in his garage, he never had to reverse to get out. He said, I don't back up for anybody. I'm a Christian, I don't back up for anyone. I'm always moving forward. Hallelujah. If God said it, I believe it and that thing is going to come to pass. Because God has exalted his word above his name. God has exalted his word above his name. You know, 2015 is the year of the strong. Hallelujah. The Bible says that the people that know their, their God will be strong and they will do great exploits. God has ordained that his people do great exploits this year through the power of his empowerment. But that empowerment is in the place of seeking him. It is when we seek him that we will find. It is when we seek him that we'll be empowered with his grace. It is when we seek him that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened. It is when we seek him that we'll understand the dots and how to connect them in the spirit. It is when we seek him that we'll be strong and do the exploits that are reserved for us. Hallelujah. So as we break bread this morning, it's important to remember and appropriate the benefits of his broken body. He says, surely he has borne our griefs. He has carried our sicknesses away. When we take the cup, he says, the cup is the new covenant in my blood. When we take that cup, a cup is a container. It has something in it. The covenant is not empty. For that covenant to be enforced, Jesus had to shed his blood and had to die. This is a legal document in the spirit. God must honor every promise in the word of God because it has been put in place and has been put in force through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. So when you drink of the cup, you are emptying the contents of the covenant into your being. You are saying to yourself that I am one with the covenant of God. I am, a, I, am a, I am a participator or I experience everything in the new covenant and I don't back down on anything. You know, we're starting a 21-day fast. And I'm going to talk about the fast a bit later on. But this time of fasting is a time of seeking God. 
It is a time of seeking God. It is a time where we'll get clarity on issues. It is a time where we'll get insight and understanding. But the foundation of all of this is the fact that we are in covenant with Almighty God. Hallelujah. We're in covenant with Almighty God. I'd like the elements to be distributed very quickly. I'd like you to have the cup and the bread in your hand. Worship team, I'd like you to come up and just minister to us briefly as the elements are being distributed. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. You know, last week, we began to, um, I won't call it a series, but the title of my message last week uh, was The Ways of God, The Ways of God. And we know that his ways are not our ways, his thoughts are not our thoughts, but he has given us his word so that we can learn how he operates, the ways of God. The ways of God. It's, it's important to understand the ways of God. You know, A.W. Tozer made this statement. He said, God waits to be wanted. He says, God waits to be wanted. He says, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. He waits to be wanted. God wants to reveal himself to every person. But he will only reveal himself to people who want him enough to seek him. Are, are you with me? He will reveal himself only to people who want him enough to seek him. God waits to be wanted. When he stood before Moses in the burning bush, he was waiting for Moses. And the Bible says when the Lord saw that Moses turned, he now spoke to him. God waits to be wanted. God waits to be wanted. He said to Asa, the king of Israel, why, why didn't you seek my help? Why did you go and seek the help of somebody else? God waits to be wanted. Hallelujah. 